Hello and welcome to Null to Zero, a podcast about building a company from nothing. Product, engineering, and interviews with smart folks. We really hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Null to Zero. I'm Brandon. Thanks for listening. Today's episode holds a pretty special place in my heart. It is uh, all about how you make your very first sale and hopefully then the next 10. This episode is going to focus on all sorts of tactics. Um, of course, how you go about getting your first dollar either on the internet if you're running an entirely internet business or in person, depending on you know the service categories you're working in and everything. It can be very different. So one big caveat I'll put up uh, uh, up front is this is a bunch of ways that you could make your very first sale. I should uh, correct the title too. So now a few assumptions up front. If you're listening to this episode, hopefully you're working on something that you're ready to sell. Now that can be all sorts of things. You could have a real product that's literally ready. It's on the internet and you're trying to figure out how to go out and make your first sale. Or you could be ideating a new service-based business and you kind of want to start talking to people and see about negotiating your first sale. A lot of things these days, even internet products, digital products, that is, um, people actually build wait lists. They kind of try to go out and sell them, quote unquote, uh, before they even exist. So no matter where you are in your product lifecycle, this will be a pretty beneficial activity for you to think about how to go and get a dollar basically from somebody somewhere, either over the internet or otherwise. So with that assumption out of the way that you've actually got a thing to sell, the first place that you can really and almost always count on your first sale is in network. So kind of what I mean by that is your first degree network is all the people that you directly know, like, and hopefully trust. And almost always every business usually gets its first sale there. Now it's either because you have wonderfully supportive parents and they rush to your Shopify store you built and uh, purchase the new neckties, I suppose you'll be banking. Or it's just a, a person that you've known really well for a while, maybe a colleague that you used to work with at your previous company. And now that you've struck it out on your own as an entrepreneur, they're kind of there to support you. And there's a bunch of reasons. Either it could be that they actually understand the problem space, because if it was your colleague, maybe you figured it out while you're working in that industry with them. And so it's actually an industry problem they wish to have solved. But generally speaking, your in-network and first-degree network will be the best place to get your first sale for a bunch of reasons. And you know, a lot of them are just because those people know you. And if they know you, they can count on you. And that sort of means that they'll take a risk. They'll they'll try buying that first product from you and kind of expect that it'll work based on the fact that they know you so well. Now, the tactics for actually selling to your in-network are kind of a little more boring. So we're going to be skimming through here pretty quick. But in general, the first thing that you have to do is realize that there's a famous quote, right? If you build it, they will come. That's complete nonsense. Basically, no one's ever going to just show up because you put something on the internet. It's just not how it goes. You have to tell people. And so the next step, of course, in getting to your first degree network, those in-network individuals is telling them about it. And it may sound crazy, but seriously, if you're sitting there and you turn on this podcast and you're listening to it and you're excited about all these secrets and tactics and strategies, what I can tell you right now is you have to go do the work. You have to tell people. You have to keep telling people. You have to tell people a number of times that feels uncomfortable to you because you know how many times you told them, but people are very busy. Attention is very, very scarce these days. And the reality is that even if you scheduled you know, one tweet to go out every day, like three times a day, I guarantee you that even after a month, there are people who are close friends of yours 
who will never know that the thing you made existed because they didn't see Twitter for the last month. So a tough trick, but you have to try to move past the um, feeling of being an irritating person. Allow people to tell you when you become irritating, either through unsubscribing to your newsletter, possibly, uh, or, you know, text messages from friends and things. But there is a line. It's tough to kind of say where it is, but essentially avoid spam at all costs. But there's nothing wrong with promoting yourself and your company and your business to people. Now, with that out of the way, what are some actual tactics to sell to your first degree in network friends? Step one, and honestly, the step for most of these is build a bit of a list. If you have decided to spend your time creating uh, diorama sets of, you know, famous movies, you probably have an understanding of which people that are close to you would be interested in those things. So make a list, you know, write it down literally in a spreadsheet anywhere, use Google Sheets, doesn't matter. And basically systematically go through reaching out to those people, making a note based on what they said in this spreadsheet. And then if you didn't manage to connect with them for some reason, you're essentially kind of building yourselves a sales CRM, um, which is a customer relationship management software. But basically this sheet will serve as a way to say, hey, I wrote down 50 names. I reached out to those 50. Here's what a bunch of them said. And then remind yourself to the the rest that didn't actually respond. Make sure I reach out again. Keep Keep reaching out. That's usually the best way because the ability for you to know that these 50 friends are interested in these dioramas that you make of cool movies, that's the kind of information that you're going to now try to leverage into a system in order to reach those outside of your first degree. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. So just know that obviously, if you just told everybody, you know, there's probably a good number of people who may not be interested in your product. So making a list really helps. It also keeps you accountable. If you write 50 names down, keep going until you either get 50 no's or you get some yeses in there as well. Next up is kind of one of the holy grails of digital marketing if you can really make it work. Uh, but generally this takes an incredible amount of effort, but make sure you mess around with social media. Specifically for me and what I've seen successful in terms of getting your first sales, and I'm not referring to paid advertising, I'm referring to just leveraging the platform in a free way as a, just a general user, it's uh, Twitter and Reddit. Both of those communities love digging into things. They also are very searchable. They're indexed extremely well by all the leading search engines that exist. So even going into your search engine using keywords and, and kind of advanced searching tactics, like putting uh, single quotations around explicit phrases that you're looking for, you can really dig in and find a lot of information and almost always find some interesting conversations that are going on. Then you want to insert yourself in those conversations where it makes the most sense, especially if you have any ability to add value. What this does is a couple things. One, obviously, people become aware of you. You wrote something. Hopefully, your profile name is somehow related to the company you're running. Two, you are able to do what's known as demand generation. Uh, this is a huge space that I will get into in other episodes at some point, but a general way to think about it is people perceive sales as you go out, you try to find people that will buy your product and you kind of keep approaching them and making them offers. Demand generation tries to reverse that flow and say, hey, why not just become a thought leader and do something that's so good that people actually come to you? So in this context, let's say you run a digital services business, kind of like what we do at Dignified. 
a demand generation tactic for us is releasing a big white paper, let's say, called the state of financial technology, so the state of fintech. And if we write an authoritative piece on how fintech companies are built and scale and raise venture capital in North America and just kind of put it on the internet and say, hey, we, we made this, go ahead, download it, it's free, read it. That creates demand generation because often people will come who are researching, they might read this document and be like, wow, how thorough, and then kind of reach out to us. So we become a little more of the order taker. Uh, this is a great place to be. Demand generation is a wonderful, wonderful technique. And I would argue it's probably one of the best things you can do for a business to business uh, type product. It's trickier to do at a business to consumer level because of the nature of consumer markets. Um, but always, always strong. And again, back to the tactic, it's easier to show that you have value to give on Twitter and Reddit because people encourage random people basically on the internet coming in and speaking to them and sort of jumping in on threads. A key part to the sort of social media tactic, however, though, is to be authentic and really truthful. So try to avoid templating anything. A lot of people like to build a bunch of like I don't know, snippets that they can post and they kind of like copy and paste them places. It's not a great idea because just like these services are indexed for you to be able to search, it's also indexed for others. And some people will spend the time actually double checking or fact checking or doing what's known as their due diligence. And uh, if they discover that you've been running around essentially spamming, generally that is perceived negatively. So with these tools to get your first sale, it's just a way to reach your network. Again, you can get to your in-network using social media very effectively. Uh, in that case, if they're a first degree, then possibly Facebook, LinkedIn, those, those would be very valuable platforms as well. But generally speaking, Twitter and Reddit seem to perform better in this case of getting in touch with someone, having the opportunity to just discuss what you're trying to sell with them, and then getting an answer kind of in a short period of time about whether they're interested in going further with you on sort of the sales process. And, you know, usually that is something to the kin of, uh, hey, this is interesting. Can't we have a call and talk about it? It's basically where that will go. Now, in my opinion, a big part of sales in general and getting into sort of a selling mode is actually leveraging momentum. So once you get out, you try to do these things. And if you do actually succeed in getting your first sale through your in-network, your first degree, like really build on top of that. Like, tr you know, treat yourself as the snowball rolling down the hill, like whatever metaphor you want to come up with, but use the steam to power yourself and motivate yourself to continue to reach out. You will generally, and statistically speaking, get many more no's than you will yeses. That's just going to happen. Got to get ready for it. You got to develop a, you know, a thick skin, let that stuff bounce off. But learn to delineate the difference between hearing a really valuable no, because your customers, as they say no to you, will instruct you and teach you uh, essentially what they're looking for. And sometimes when you're listening, it might be a way to develop your product or your service or your offering or even your positioning and your messaging of your sales system. So how you actually present yourself or what your product is capable of may change through the nature of doing sales. This is kind of why earlier I mentioned like you have to just go out and do it. You have to start, start today and get going because the amount of learning that you're going to get as soon as you go into market and say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want it or do you want to be a part of this in some method that will really, really grow the rate at which you can acquire new customers because all these no's will hopefully have something instructive in them to build a better, better position and a better product. So don't be afraid of the no. 
treat it well. Obviously, yes, sometimes people say firm, strong, and kind of rude nose. That's fine. Who cares? It's a no. Carry on. That's where you got to kind of let let it sort of roll off your shoulder and you'll develop the thick skin, as mentioned prior, uh, to kind of resisting some of those challenges. But ultimately, most of the time, a no is a great learning opportunity. Don't be obnoxious about it. But if someone says something very insightful, try to lean into it. See if they're willing to talk through it further with you or explain in greater detail or even just a couple more paragraphs on their decline email. Doesn't matter. But if you can get any of that information out, one, you'll be better for it. And two, that is a great way sometimes to turn around a lead. So you can actually turn a no into a yes sometimes if you kind of really lean in with this uh, curious uh, sort of attitude towards why they're saying no. And you show them that you're not, you know, essentially some salespeople just say like, I don't take no for an answer. That can get really annoying. And personally, I strongly dislike that. But if you're saying, hey, that's a really thoughtful reason as to why you don't want to use my product. Would you mind getting on a five minute call with me to talk about why you need, I don't know, let's say asynchronous communication. And then they'll usually be like, oh, wow, what a thoughtful person. Sure. Like hop on. And then again, you're going to learn, you're going to develop and hopefully you'll just get better and better at selling. For a little reprieve here, one of the best parts that hopefully motivates you is getting your first sale is generally your hardest. So yeah, no, seriously, once you once you secure it, the rest become a little bit easier. And uh, kind of if you go around and read about sales and sales processes and everything, uh, depending on what category you're in or your businesses, you'll kind of notice this. A lot of people say like, hey, like getting your first million in revenue really hard, but moving that to 10 million revenue is actually weirdly easier. A lot of this is because you learn so much, kind of what I was just describing, that you actually optimize those systems better. But it also is this, you know, humans use social proof constantly. So that is the idea of when they look around, they see someone else using something. We immediately kind of tune in to that thing. Famously, you know, the iPhone actually released white headphones, which was kind of abnormal at the time when it came out. Like most people didn't like white headphones, mainly because I think they got dirty. But when you looked around, you saw everybody with these white headphones in their ears. You kind of started to realize, wow, everyone's everyone's rocking an iPod. Maybe I should get one. So that kind of happens with this as well. If you close your first deal and that first deal is like cool with you telling people about it, that you know, you're working together, it will very much help you close your next nine and get you to that first 10. So again, use the momentum, get it going, you know, initiate kickoff, respect the fact that your first sale is probably coming from a network, as mentioned, that first degree. Make that successful. Do really well on your first deal as well, depending on what you're doing. If it's just a product, then no problem. But make sure your packaging's just right. Maybe spend a little extra time. Maybe write a handwritten note that you include in it. Just anything that's not necessarily a scalable pursuit. Like you obviously can't write a note for every person who buys your your product. But when you're getting started, it's it's a very strong way. Like this is what entices people to, you know, snap a quick picture and post it on their Twitter or whatever. And that's kind of how you can quote unquote hijack someone else's network or their distribution, which leads into one of the key tactics for kind of getting your next 10 or 100 sales is getting referrals. They are magical. They're powerful. They're better in certain businesses. Again, B2B uh, referrals generally are very, very critical and are one of the best ways to get into a new company or a new business, especially at a B2B scale. And even in customers like B2C, uh, you definitely want your customers to tell their friends and other potential customers that you're great. I mean, this is 
this has been written in every business book, I think, for the last 20 years. But you're definitely going to want to figure out how to optimize your consumer's ability to say good things about you. Because generally speaking, this is the best way to start that sort of online flywheel of, you know, I make a sale, someone says nice stuff on the internet, then someone else buys something because of the nice stuff they said, and hopefully they say nice stuff, and et cetera, et cetera. You kind of get the idea. That thing just keeps pumping. And honestly, that's it. That's how you make your first sale. You go out, you make a list of the people that you think are going to be the most interested, that you directly know. You do the work. You have to go to them. You have to ask. At some point, you absolutely just have to ask a person if they're willing to pay X number of dollars for this product or service. And while you do that, make sure you get the no's. People are going to say no, but when they do, try to learn from them. As mentioned before, as best as possible, learn from those no's, lean into them and the uh, sort of discomfort that they will bring. But ultimately, that will help you build a system on that feedback that will help you pitch and position yourself and your product in the best possible light for the next tens of twenties of thousands of sales that you're going to do. And the final point we discussed was toy around with social media. If you're new to Twitter and Reddit, not a problem. Make an account, go mess around, just research stuff. Um, an entry point, as always, and as mentioned before, is through a search browser. You can type site colon and then reddit.com, for example, and all your search results will be tailored to the website reddit.com. Same thing works for Twitter. And just use these as ways to go about honing that message and getting better and better at saying what you need to say in a succinct way to potential customers. This is what's going to help you get that first sale. And then, as mentioned, the snowball starts rolling. Use that to build momentum and to continue to get your next sales. I had intended on getting into a really nitty-gritty breakdown of various tactics that I've seen and how they work, but we're kind of at a pretty long episode already, so my intention now is to split this into the next one. I'll do my best to be back-to-backs, uh, so next week you can expect that I'll have an episode out on more of the nitty-gritty and exactly certain tactics and how they've worked and performed across product and service industries. And But between now and then, if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear about it. You can tweet us. We are at Dignified Inc. on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of us uh, in our podcast and the whole team. And really, anything that you're interested in that didn't get covered or you felt you wanted me to dig into more on this episode, just tweet us, reach out. Uh, if you want to reach me directly, it's at Brandon Walzenuck, my full name. And otherwise, my email is b at wearedignified.com. Any of those methods work. Uh, Carrier Pigeon doesn't really work these days, so please don't do that. But I look forward to speaking to you all next week. Thanks for being a listener of Null to Zero.